this is my apology. I would like to be released at 10. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Honorable Mola. So I was saying uh, welcome, uh, uh, Mr. Tobakala and your team would like to get straight to the point and ask you to do the opening remarks and lead your team and then you you lead us in the presentations of the work we're doing today. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson and uh, members. If you uh, may allow, Honorable Chairperson, I would like to just request that at the end of the presentation, I make a point. It will take just uh, a few minutes. Uh, it's a point that I can only be able to make it after the presentation has been made. Um, I am with a team um, of two Chief Deputy Commissioners, uh, uh, Chief Deputy Commissioner Gadenga, Chief Deputy Commissioner Mulepo. Uh, the presentation will be made by Chief Deputy Commissioner Mulepo. There are also Deputy Commissioners and Directors from the Department on the platform. Um, I would therefore, through you, Honorable Chairperson, uh, request that we give uh, CDC Molepo an opportunity to then make the presentation. Thank you, Tomahale, we're in your hand, Acting Commissioner. Uh, good morning, good morning, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members the acting national commissioner and the colleagues on the platform. I will be taking you through the presentation as indicated by the acting national commissioner. I am Anamulepo, the CDC remand detention. Thank you, DC. Uh, with regards to the outline of the presentation, the presentation will be on the progress regarding the number of absconders and the capacity of community correction system. So with regards to the outline of the presentation, the focus will be on the purpose of the presentation, the legislative and policy mandates of community corrections, and I'll be taking you through the historical background of absconding, how we define absconders within community corrections environment, the possible reasons for absconding, and I'll also be taking you through the community corrections facilities and the caseload within community corrections and capacity. I'll also be taking you through the interventions that the department is currently implementing with regard to absconding and some of the challenges and mitigations that we are currently working on as the department, and that will conclude my presentation. The purpose of this presentation is to brief the portfolio committee 
regarding the number of absconders within community corrections, outline the strategies or interventions implemented to address the identified challenge of absconders within community corrections, and also provide the capacity of community corrections to monitor parolees and probationers. There are legislative and policy mandates that are governing the department. Uh, the next slide, DC. There are legislative and policy mandates governing the department and also the community corrections. The first one being the Correctional Services Act. And according to the Correctional Services Act, the purpose of the system is to contribute to maintaining and protecting a just, peaceful and safe society, which is according to section two of the Correctional Services Act and section 50 of the Correctional Services Act. It outlines the objectives of community corrections that is mainly to afford sentenced offenders an opportunity to serve their sentences in a non-custodial manner and to ensure that persons subjects subjected to community corrections abide by the conditions imposed upon them in order to protect the community from offenses which such persons may commit. We also have section 117, which is critical with regards to escape and absconding. It refers to any person who absconds and thereby avoids being monitored is guilty of an offense. On the next slide is other legislative and policy mandates. We do have the Constitution, Correctional Services Regulation, Criminal Procedure Act, White Paper on Corrections, Probational Services Act, Medium-Term Strategic Framework, National Development Plan, Social Reintegration Policy and Framework, Community Participation Policy, Halfway Houses Policy. So these are not the only legislative and policy mandates that are governing us. So we have just highlighted those few on the presentation. Regarding the historical background on absconding, prior 1991, the parole system was based on aftercare by the welfare departments and the involvement of employees who reported absconding to the Department of Correctional Services. SAPs would then be notified about absconders who would then be registered with the SAPs Criminal Record Center. And DCS did not perform direct tracing actions, which led to a high number of absconders during that period that is prior 1991. And later in 1991, correctional and parole supervision was phased in and physical monitoring of parolees and their residences was intensified to have control over parolees. The absconder population increased rapidly and tracing was a challenge as documents were not presented to community corrections and the parolee did not report physically at the offices. There were no photos or any other information to assist in tracing or identifying the absconders. DCS then introduced a new release policy in 1994 with strict parole measures committing to ensure that offenders serve their full sentences. 
This included the tracing of absconders in order to restore confidence in the parole system. And in addressing the challenges, especially with regard to absconding, DCS further developed internal policies, procedures, and manuals to outline the processes and plans of dealing with of dealing with absconding. Excuse me. As a department, we then came up with definition as to how are we defining absconding within the department. We referred to absconders as any probationer or parolee who, while under community corrections, changes residence or leaves magisterial district without permission and or ceases reporting or is otherwise not available for supervision. Absconding is the conduct of an offender who fails to comply with the probation or parole process, including not reporting to the correctional or parole officer. When a parolee is declared an absconder, the sentence stops and will continue serving the sentence when traced and the correctional supervision and parole board would recommend as such. Based on the historical background provided above, absconders are divided into two categories. We have archived absconders and active absconders. As indicated earlier in the historical background, the archived absconders are parolees who were not supervised from 1991 to 1994. All, all absconders that fall under the category of offenders that were declared absconders after the sentence expiry date, declared absconders just before the sentence expiry date, and there were no conditions set when placed on parole, and there were no documents and warrants, and warrants which were received by community corrections during placement up to the period of 2004. So those are referred as archived absconders within the department. Then in terms of active absconders, we refer to all offenders that have been in abscondence since 2004 and have a fixed address and supervision condition. So those are the active absconders. There are possible reasons for absconding, which we have identified them as the factors that predict offenders absconding behavior, and it includes, amongst others, demographics, social, individual, and criminal history factors. There's lack of employment opportunities and poverty, which implies that there is no possibility to survive in one geographical area, especially parolees or, probation, or probationers from rural villages, usually migrate to bigger cities, for example, in Houting, to search for job opportunities. The other possible reason is inadequate vehicles within community corrections environment to monitor parolees and probationers, especially in mountainous or no-go areas. There's also inadequate human resources within community corrections. With regard to inadequate human resources, there was no dedicated structure or tracing team to address absconding. 
The other challenge is changing of support system and or addresses, which makes it possible for offenders to abscond to where it is not known immediately after release. And the other possible reasons is that parolees abscond and avoid being monitored in order to commit other crimes or fear of rejection and stigmatization by communities. Uh, regarding community correction facilities, we are saying that the purpose of establishing community corrections offices are amongst others to enable offenders to comply with their conditions, promote greater community involvement, and to promote confidence in non-custodial measures with the judiciary and communities. There are 200, 218 community corrections offices nationally, which are a mix of state-owned and private lease agreements. And in Western Cape, we have 26 COMCO offices, Eastern Cape 40, KZN 36, Gauteng Province 13, LMN 66, and Free State and Northern Cape 37 COMCO offices. DCS has a total of 134 private leases for office accommodation and community corrections offices. We have established service points and satellite offices nationally in order to bring community corrections services closer to the communities where the offenders are residing, especially in rural and remote areas. We have also partnered with non-profit organizations and established halfway houses that are managed by the NPOs. And these halfway houses are assisting in the reintegration of offenders who are due for parole placement and have no monitorable addresses and support systems. Regarding the caseload within community corrections, so the slide there just shows the caseload with number of absconders per region. And as we can see from the table, the current average caseload is 59,617. And the table shows that KZN has the highest number, highest numbers of parolees and probationers, which is 12,920, followed by Houteng, which is 10,725, and Eastern Cape, 10,716, LMN region, uh, Western Cape region, and Free State and Northern Cape region. So in terms of absconders, we do have uh, both active and archived absconders, as indicated on the definition. Regarding active absconders, we have 15,721 absconders, and archived absconders, we have 17,211. And in total, we have uh, 32,932 absconders. So in all uh, the caseload for community corrections, the total is 92,549 when we include both active and archive, archived absconders. Uh, with regard to the, the table, that is in front of us is just a comparison of average caseload with number of absconders. The table shows that uh, Houteng has the highest number of absconders. 
that is 9,053, followed by KZM, Western Cape, LMN, Free State and Northern Cape, and Eastern Cape. So Eastern Cape and Free State and Northern Cape has less absconders as compared to all other regions. The department had intervened in terms of the tracing of absconders. So the slide just indicated the achievements that we did as the department as 8th, 4th of March, 2022. The statistics that is provided in front of us is up until the 4th of March. So it's just the Q3 and Q4 will be at the end of March. So the number of the total traced absconders is 1,416, which were traced from April, the 1st of April, 2021 to 4th of March, 22, and more were traced in the third quarter, that is during festive season, where we had more special tracing actions. As indicated on the above table, high numbers of absconders were traced in the Western Cape, and LMN. Houghton also traced some of the absconders during the Operation Okai Mulao, which was conducted jointly with the South African Police Services. Tracing of absconders has been declared as a priority matter within the department. Hence, it is being monitored on a weekly basis through the National Operations Center, that is our NOC, and during that, NOC meetings, all the regions report their weekly activities on the, their weekly tracing activities which were conducted and the results thereof. Regarding the community corrections capacity, the table above shows staff establishment of community corrections at head office and within the regions highlighting the ideal ratio of the number of monitoring and supervision officials and the caseload. One official is doing more than is expected, noting also that some are also heads of community corrections offices and they are multitasked. The staff complement compromises the efficiency and the effectiveness of physical monitoring and related services at community corrections due to the increase on caseload since 94-95 and lack of specialized posts like liaison officials, absconder tracing units, court officials, criminologists, psychologists, and other specialists. As you can see from the table, the ratio, the ideal ratio should be one is to 30, but nationally, the ratio is one is 258, which clearly shows that the physical monitoring of parolees and probationers is compromised because one monitoring official is responsible for 58 parolees and probationers. Okay, next slide. Thank you. With regards to the interventions that we are currently implementing as a department, there are resources. The first one being resources is that we have secured 
vehicles through a lease model using the RT57 contract cost-based model as approved by National Treasury for more than 500 vehicles which are going to be distributed to community corrections offices to ensure effective monitoring of parolees and probationers. We have already distributed uh, 34 vehicles to Eastern Cape region. There are learnerships which are placed at community corrections to increase capacity of officials responsible for effective monitoring of parolees and probationers. Tracing teams have also been established in other regions to intensify monitoring and tracing. Absconder name lists are distributed to all structures to assist with the tracing. With regards to physical monitoring of parolees and probationers, as indicated, distribution of vehicles would assist in physical monitoring to ensure that uh, parolees and probationers comply with these set conditions. There are special monitoring which are being conducted in regions and those special monitoring yielded positive outcomes as indicated earlier in terms of the number of absconders who have been traced. And mainly the purpose of this special monitoring is to enhance compliance with set conditions, trace and arrest absconders, promote visibility in the community and deal with violations. So those are special monitoring activities that are conducted within the department on a regular basis. Parole violators are dealt with as prescribed and their sentences are revoked before they abscond. Family consultations are being conducted by monitoring officials to establish the whereabouts of absconders. Families, caregivers, and communities are also prepared for the release of parolees and probationers. There's also partnership and collaboration with stakeholders, including civil society in tracing of absconders. We have formalized partnerships with various stakeholders, such as NPOs, FPOs, community-based organizations, and government departments for successful reintegration of parolees and probationers. Halfway houses are established in partnerships with NPO, as indicated earlier, to place offenders without monitorable addresses and those who are due for parole placement but lack the support systems. So currently there are three halfway houses currently in operation. We have established service points which promote partnerships with different stakeholders for a successful reintegration of offenders and bringing community corrections services closer to the communities where the offenders are residing, especially in rural and remote areas. And this would assist to reduce absconding and violation of parole conditions by offenders. Continuous engagement with traditional leaders, councillors, and municipal, municipal government to assist in tracing absconders. Traditional leaders are informed of the offenders who are released back into their communities on parole. We are also reporting absconders to South African police services. And those absconders would be registered in the Subs Criminal Record Center 
SAPS and GCS jointly work together in conducting special operations and this assists in tracing of absconders. Other interventions is with regard to consultation with government departments, including justice, crime prevention, and security cluster, cluster departments, that is GCPS cluster departments. We participate in various clusters to ensure maximum collaboration is attained from departments in the cluster system. Coordination within the justice system continues to have beneficial effect on the work of the department. For example, the Department of Home Affairs assists in identifying absconders during applications of identity documents and passports. We are conducting Izimbizos and traditional Mahotla, which are utilized as a vehicle to deliver the message and to get assistance regarding absconders within communities. We are marketing our programs to communities. Offenders lists are submitted to families, SAPS, traditional leaders, municipalities, etc., and to community structures prior release. And list of absconders is also being distributed in those forums. As the department, we are implementing our internal policies and procedures which outline the process of cabbing absconders. Uh, regarding challenges and mitigations, some have been indicated during the presentation. Commun as community corrections, there is insufficient resources with regard to human capital, as indicated earlier that the ideal ratio should be one is to 30, but nationally the ideal ratio of offender to community correction official is one is to 58. And that is exacerbated by the high number of absconders. There's also a challenge of budget, lack of suitable vehicles for monitoring and supervision, that is insufficient allocation of funding for procurement of conducive transport to be used for physical monitoring in rural and mountainous areas. So with regards to mitigation on the challenges on insufficient resources, the, as the department, we are in a process of finalizing the organizational structure, which, include, which will include the tracing units. We are professionalizing community corrections to ensure that there is specialized training for our social reintegration officials and supervision officials and social workers and other professionals. Our EST emergency support team officials from the correctional centers are also being deployed to community corrections to conduct special monitoring as indicated earlier, there's absorption of learners in community correction offices, engagement with relevant stakeholders in order to share resources and ensure community involvement. As I've indicated earlier with regard to the RT57 contract, which we are currently procuring 500 vehicles, and those vehicles will be utilized by community corrections. The second challenge is with regard to the absconder population, which increased 
due to incomplete documents. With regard to this one, we are seeing in terms of mitigation, partnership and engagement with relevant departments and structures will be beneficial to the department. Implementation of district development model, and we also need to provide specialized training that is on the job training and implementation of integrated inmate management system will also help us. And there will also be a continuous consultations with families. We also have inadequate ICT infrastructure at some community corrections offices. That is insufficient computers, whereby capturing of information requires extensive driving, which contributes to delay in processing of information. So the mitigation would be cabling of community corrections offices, except those uh, list offices, and the implementation of wireless or Wi-Fi. The other challenge within community corrections is that we are still using manual process. There's no use of technology in monitoring of offenders. And as the department, the new electronic monitoring system will be implemented, which will assist in physical monitoring of offenders under the system of community corrections, as this is a human resource intensive task, and it is costly. DCS is finalizing the process of the development and automation of the new e electronic monitoring system solution in order to electronically monitor parolees and various other categories of offenders. This electronic monitoring system will enable the department to have real-time situational analysis of parolees location once released from a correctional facility and the information will be relayed to a central location for monitoring and decision-making in case of contravention of the parole conditions. So the EMS business case development is underway in partnership with CSIR. The last identified challenge is with regards to a lack of coordinated framework to specifically address absconders. The department will be designing a framework or model which will be implemented where absconding will be prevented and tracing measures by all, by all stakeholders within communities will be explored. In concluding my presentation, Honorable Chairperson, we are saying that community correction creates a conducive environment for the reintegration of parolees and probation and probationers through supervision, monitoring and rehabilitation, and ensuring that parolees and probationers comply with conditions of parole. The program provides for the continuing supervision and support of parolees, which is integral to community safety and reduce reoffending. Community corrections will be marketed extensively in order to get involvement of communities in the monitoring, rehabilitation, and reintegration of parolees and probationers to ensure a smooth reintegration process. And partnership is key within our environment. 
and we will we need to ensure that we partner with all relevant stakeholders. Fully capacitated community corrections will ensure effective monitoring of parolees and probationers, as indicated earlier that we do have challenges with regard to human resources and also vehicles to conduct physical monitoring. So fully capacitated COMCO will ensure the physical monitoring of parolees and probationers. And continuous training of absconders will be implemented in order to restore confidence in the parole system. All absconders from the 1991 era to date will continue to be traced as they are still within community correction system. Technological developments like integrated inmate management system will support the tracing of absconders and the implementation of the approved policies and procedures will contribute towards promoting corrections as a social responsibility. Uh, thank you, Acting National Commissioner, and thank you, Honorable Chairperson. That's the end of my presentation. Thank you, uh, Ms. Molepo. Uh, Acting Commissioner. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. The point that I wanted to make um, is the point that part of the tracing exercise is to also uh, check our own records within correctional facilities because we have discovered that um, some of these absconders are actually already um, serving sentences or they are uh, in our remand detainee uh, facilities. For example, um, when we were receiving a report from the Cockstart management area focusing on Epongweni, our super maximum facility, um, we collected statistics uh, indicating that uh, 60 of the absconders are actually at Epongweni. So the, it is important for us to integrate the work that we do in the incarceration and corrections branch, and also the work that we do in the community corrections, but also remand the, the detention branch, so that we have a seamless value chain with regards to collection of information, analyzing it, and also applying it to make uh, management decisions. That's the point that I wanted to make, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Acting uh, National Commissioner. Honorable members, I now invite you to interact with the presentation as you would have listened to it and had gone through it in terms of the documents that were sent to us before today. Uh, I recognize uh, Honorable Jano Engelbrecht, followed by Valmanivo Drachen, uh, and then and Ramo Lebeing, uh, is that Khomoto? Yes, Chair. It's Khomoto. It's written. I didn't know that. Thank you. Using my colonial name. Thank you for that. And then Lomatemba Maseko Jele to be the last. Thank you. Honorable Engelbrecht. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair, um, and thank you for 
the department for this presentation. Um, yes, I, I see that uh, this is indeed a, a very problematic um, environment that these poor people find themselves in. Um, so I don't want to go into um, details and state the obvious with great conviction. We all know what the problems are here. Um, I'd rather try to uh, maybe have a little discussion about um, uh, uh, positive contributions that can maybe alleviate problems that these people are facing with. So we know that the biggest problem, and it's very apparent, um, is, is uh, lack of resources. And with the um, medium-term expenditure framework that I looked at, least, you know, the budget's not going to. There's not going to be any improvement. Um, in, in fact, there's, there's going to be. We know there's going to be rather severe cuts until at least 23, 24 financial years. Um, it's also interesting to note that uh, there's a direct correlation between uh, the effectiveness when you when you look at the ratio of vendors and versus the uh, amount of offices that work or the workload with much better. Uh, figures in terms of, 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 of performance and where there's a much heavier workload obviously these guys are doing two of uh, twice the amount of work that's uh, that they are supposed to do and i don't think that um, anyone in their right mind should have a expectation of a positive outcome under these circumstances i am very encouraged by the um, development of the electronic monitoring uh, system Look, this is this has been used um, in other countries across the world with great success for many many years. Um, I'm thinking about these uh, tamper-proof ankle bracelets that they, they they put onto people, and then you don't need to uh, uh, use already scarce resources in trying to trace these people manually because I mean, it is it is almost impossible to to be able to do that. Um, the problem that we sit with is that. Out of the total number of absconders, or, or, or the total number of people that's in the system, a third are absconders, which is, you know, it, it doesn't look good. Um, I also agree that we we need to uh, address the, the the credibility and and confidence of the parole system, but I think that is maybe another meeting all in itself, dealing with with parole and things that's going on there um we, we we can also maybe after the, the department has developed this electronic uh, monitoring system think of ways and means to alleviate at to some degree the extreme overpopulation problem that we sit with um, all over this department um, in terms of different levels of, of offenders you have petty criminals that's i mean they steal something in a cafe or something and now they have to go and sit in a, in, in, in a cell somewhere it's costing us a lot of money um, these guys don't really uh, uh, is, is no real serious threat to the community and i think if you instead of sending them to jail 
adding to the overpopulation problem, you install one of this, these electronic monitoring systems and you have a very uh, rigid system where you monitor these people and they have to do some things uh, in order to, to, to comply. You can take a lot of pressure of an overpopulated system, uh, give a lot of relief to overworked officials uh, struggling on a daily basis just to get things done. Um, and uh, maybe we, we can um, look, that will obviously entail uh, uh, having to relook at the HR structure, which is obviously problem problematic. Um, but but I think it's worthwhile looking into, especially uh, knowing that we're going to experience more budget cuts going forward, uh, which is only going to make these problems worse. Um, and I, I I have appreciation for the work these people are doing under extremely difficult uh, circumstances. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, big. Uh, uh, expectations out there and and we have a real big problem in terms of uh, the public perception about parole system and uh, department of correctional services which we have to change otherwise uh, this this is it's, it's not going to get better but but yes um I understand that uh, we have to address these issues uh, in, in such a way that uh, we don't set up people for for failure, um, so to speak. Um, I mean, the the, 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 the officer versus uh, offender ratio is just, it is horrendous. Uh, something has to be done about that. Um, and, and I think if we can maybe concentrate on the electronic monitoring system, that might be a short-term alleviation, but again, maybe a, a little chat with our colleagues and friends at National Treasury, because as we know, money is in short supply and these things, unfortunately, cost, there's, there's a cost uh, in terms of budget coupled with this or connected with this. Um, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Honorable Engelbrecht, uh, Honorable Wilma Nieuwel-Drechten, and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. And it's good to be back. Good morning to all the colleagues. And thank you to the department for your presentation. Um, this is the first presentation that I receive of this kind about community corrections. So my questions might relate to that in terms of getting more clarity and getting more understanding about this area. On your slide 11, um, I see in one of the columns where it has the archived absconders and then the active absconders. So in your slide eight, I don't want to go through all of them, but your slide eight at the bottom explains, you know, what archived offenders are, you know, pre-1991, et cetera. Um, and the, then from the absconders, the active absconders, I'm assuming it's after 2004, um, 
and you know have the documents etc so how many you so so it's been 18 years since 2004 so of the archived ex, absconders since that time to date the 17,000 17,000 absconders is that what we have to date of archived archived absconders if you could just confirm that figure and then in your slide 14 in terms of traced absconders only 1,400 out of the total that you have that you put in slide 11, which is 32,000. So only 1,400. I'm still, um, you know, I would need more clarity about how has it, you know, how has such a small number been achieved compared to, you know, the huge number of absconders. And of course, this is after 2004, you know, because you now have their documents, et cetera, and you have all the things they need. But still, it's only 1,400 that has been traced. Um, why so little? Why such a little number? And on the same slide, on the slide 12, sorry, the positions filled. And the column, one of the columns indicates vacancies. But you have the number of funded positions. So the funded positions, I'm assuming the money is there, it is available, but the vacancy rate is incredibly high. But there are finance, there is funding for those positions. So why is that the case that the funded positions are not being filled? Um, I'd like to understand why, you know, I mean, it's not just about budget cuts because there is money available for these particular positions, but there is still a high vacancy rate among these particular positions. And then on the last column, the ratio, I mean, the one person, you know, it should be one to 30, that's the ideal, but the current ratio is incredibly high, but we have funded positions that are not filled. And then I want to go to the Act itself. The Act talks about supervision committees, but your presentation doesn't say anything about supervision committees. You know, so I would like to know um, who sits on these committees, on these supervision committees. Who are the who are the members? What are their expertise? And also. Do you mean to say that the supervision committees is for every community correction center um, in South Africa? There should be a supervision committee to, you know, assist the department. <coughs> and then 500 vehicles that will be procured. Um, for which financial year will that be? Um, you know, that National Treasury is supposed to assist the department to cover these um, vehicles. Is it for this financial year only, or did it, did it include the past financial years? If you could just clarify that. 
And um, I think that's all I have. Oh, no, no, sorry. Not yet. Um, oh, yes, no, that was all I had. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Velma. Thanks, Chair. Um, can I kindly ask to, I'm having problems with my video. I don't know why. Can I kindly proceed without it, if Chair permits? No, you can. They always do that when they don't want to show their faces. It's always a, a video or network. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Chair. I promise you it's not that case on my side. But Chair, basing from the colleagues that have, let me firstly welcome the presentation um, from the team of the DCS um, and also the thorough explanation from the Acting National Commissioner with regards to the tracing process. I would want to concur with my colleague on the electronic system that would be able to assist us with the tracing process or assist the department to make it easier to be able to trace um, of absconders um, not being not using the, the, the manual system, which um, for, for now, if we are we're being honest, is not ideally producing results. Um, so I would not speak much on it as my colleagues has elaborated on it. Chair Mine, I will base my question on the basis of the oversight visits that we did, especially in Jan, um, regarding the correctional, the, the community corrections. And I will cite this first question with regards to the postpec. Post the establishment of community corrections of postpec, um, it was indicated that um, based on the office oversight, it was 48. While the number of parolees and probationers was more than 2,000. And based on this presentation that um, we've, we've received, speaking on the ratio process that says it's supposed to be one over 30 and they have a, a number of one over 58, which ideally would be the national ratio that they've given us. Is there any plans um, to increase this post-establishment? Post Is there any plans, especially if we have um, vacancies that or posts that are funded? What are the departmental plans on this, citing the backlog that already exists um, in the ratio system? Okay. Another one would be on the Barberton visit. As I indicated, I'll, I'll speak mainly on the oversight that um, we did. So my questions will be based on that. Um, we noted whilst we're in Barberton that the, the community correction, corrections officers are leased there. And the contract was going to expire on the 31st of May. Um, is there any plans to extend or get new officers for that Barberton office? What are the plans? with regards to that. And we also found out that there were no social workers employed there. Is that an issue of the Barberton Community Center or other 
community corrections officers also are having the similar problem of social workers not being employed. Um, Chair, so those are my my questions. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Lene, Honorable Thank you, Chair. Good morning, and also good morning to our DM and our Commissioner, Acting Commissioner, and the team. Chairperson, uh, my colleagues have covered a, a range of things. Uh, I have only two to three uh, clarity questions, but uh, let me appreciate, Chair, the work that uh, the department uh, is doing. In, indeed, it's not about us always, uh, you know, looking for wrong things. We are here as a team, and then we want to see maybe as a team how can we resolve on all these issues. But, Chairperson, uh, they uh, of concern that one may, may, may want to raise this morning. It is the issue, indeed, of these funded vacancies. It is worrying, Chair, because if it is, they are the vacancies which are funded, the management must give that a priority, particularly with the problems that we have, unless maybe there is a reason why uh, up to now those uh, 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 vacancies are not filled. But we request that, that they make it a priority so that we can see how far that can take us in resolving these matters. Uh, because, Chair, I think uh, we definitely, money, budget is needed in this department. Our, our there, there's a load, too much uh, load uh, uh, on, on the officials. The ratio is too high. And I know it is working with the, uh, in such an environment can very can can really demotivate uh, if you are not getting uh, the resources that are required. So, but I would I would ask uh, want to ask a question, Chairperson, clarity question on this issue of uh, how do the department uh, handle the issue of rejection of these. Parolees by the families. That is the first one, sir. Uh, that is the first one. How do they handle the issue of rejection by the families? Because that also maybe might be a problem uh, in terms of, you know, exaggerate, I don't know, there's a term that is like escalating the issue of uh, absconders. That is number one. Number two, it is the issue of, um, I just want to find out how is the department also uh, handling the issue of the social workers, a uh, shortage of the social workers, because is, is that number of filling of vacancies maybe also impact on the shortage of the social workers. Uh, one would want to know that one, Chair. And then lastly, Chairperson, 
it is the the issue of uh, uh, the, uh, from the presentation, we hear that there is a less number of the absconders in the Eastern Cape area. There are two areas that they mentioned, but particularly I was interested on this one of the Eastern Cape that uh, I know that they are look, going to look into some of the mechanisms that are working in those areas and use them in the other areas. But uh, I just want to find out that how come in the Eastern Cape we have lesser absconders uh, when you would think that, especially when it, if we want to relate that to the geographical uh, space, uh, there's no jobs most than in the Eastern Cape. You'd expect what those people want to run away, go to Jobek and get for work. But the very people in Johannesburg are the ones that are absconding too much. And there are some smaller resources that they can keep them alive. I'll just to hear maybe uh, some more information on that one, Che. That is the last one. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Hon. Thank you, Chair. Uh, um, just one issue I uh, think is also important as part of the broader picture in respect of community corrections, and that is the, the role of halfway houses. Um, so if we could be appraised as to how many of them are there are, um, what lessons the department has learned, we know that in some instances over the last few years, the attempts to set up new halfway houses has, laid, has been met with some resistance. Um, and at some stage, the portfolio committee was briefed to the effect that the success of halfway houses to a large extent do depend on whether it, uh, the, it is situated in areas which, which facilitates or properly enables the re reintegration into society of, of parolees. And then ultimately also whether the department is in a position to give us information as to to what extent are those who are placed at halfway houses, to what extent do we also see some abscondies from, from those parolees versus those that ultimately are uh, to join their families directly. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Hon. Uh, Acting National Commissioner and Ms. Molepo, can you please uh, respond to the questions and comments made by the honorable members. Thank you, um, honorable Chairperson and uh, honorable members for the uh, questions. Let me also acknowledge the presence of the, the deputy minister, uh, just to make sure that I still have a job. Uh, honorable Chairperson, I did not do that. Um, there, there are questions, questions that have been asked that I'm going to request that colleagues uh, assist with answering. Um, basically, the one of the halfway houses 
the question on the uh, of clarity on the meaning of of uh, our statistics and definition with regards to absconders uh, archives um vis-a-vis uh, -vis those that are active um the issue of the how do we deal with rejection by by families and uh, the question on the less number of absconders in the uh, eastern cape mm. the others i will then respond uh, uh, to um, honorable chairperson on the issue of the of the budget and the limited resources we have and how we apply that um, we have also presented that one on the side of the other areas of work and the caseload with regards to other programs of the department. So when we look at the caseload on community corrections, we also look at that, um, just opposing it with the caseload also on correctional facilities. Um, it is a serious challenge. Hence, uh, we focus on ensuring that we apply the limited resources the best we can. With regard to filling of positions, um, the department, as with all other departments, is uh, balancing the filling of positions with the human resource budgeting tool that the uh, Treasury has uh, uh, directed that we ensure that we stay within. Basically meaning that with regards to aligning the size of the uh, public sector wage with the budget, we still have to, to cut the post that we have in the establishment to fit within the, the human resource budgeting uh, tool. That's number one. Number two, um, to make sure that we do not exceed the limited budget on um, a compensation of employees, we then uh, put in place a moratorium on the filling of polls in general, but specifically what we then did was to identify specific categories of posts as those that are prioritized. And it includes social workers, psychologists, criminologists, uh, um, posts in the self-sufficiency space, the skills, education, rehabilitation space. But as I've indicated, the pace then um, becomes slow because we are trying to balance that with ensuring that we don't exceed the, the budget. And we don't commit to a point where we will not be able to meet the reduction of the establishment as required by the HRBP tool. So the social workers are part of the positions that we've identified for, for filling. But I must also indicate that with regards to complying with the HRBP tool, we are at an advanced stage and as management to, uh, as recent as yesterday, we then took a, a decision that will uplift the moratorium and allow um, levels um, lower than uh, head office HR functions in the regions and in management areas, some space with regards to managing the filling of positions to ensure that we pick up the pace but still stay within the, the budget. So we will see improvement with regards to that. On the issue of the the structure and the increasing posts in the establishment. I must just indicate that uh, obviously we have to stay within the HRBP tool dictates. So 
we are not looking at increasing the post, but what we are looking at is reducing the number of posts at head office, managing functions, um, head office and the region, the coordination functions, ensuring that we release more resources to fund posts that are within the HRBP tool at a cold face level where the services are rendered in offices of community corrections and in the correctional facilities. The, the structure that has been submitted to and the, the deputy minister and the minister have got sight of um, and have given concurrence to has already indicated that we can release an estimated figure of around 26 million by just doing that uh, a reduction of overcapacity at head office and uh, at the regional uh, level uh, to make sure that we release funds then to um, uh, fill positions where they are most needed. We augment our um, capacity of the social workers with the auxiliary uh, social workers um, just to make sure that at least the basic tasks are performed so that we can release the, the capacity of uh, um, those that are experienced to deal with more um, demanding tasks. The issue of uh, poverty in office, uh, we, through the Department of Public Works, um, are processing the extension, but as indicated during the oversight visit of the portfolio committee, we will be starting with uh, uh, the process of uh, constructing a community corrections office in, in the Babaton management area. We have the designs, we have allocated the funds, we're going to do it as, a, as an own resource project, meaning that we're going to utilize offenders and our own uh, professional and project management skills within the department. So we are well on our way in terms of making the point that we uh, on the targeted community corrections offices, uh, we reduce the burden of renting and uh, we construct our own uh, offices utilizing offender labor. The, I think the issue of the budget and the resources and the limited nature of that, what one can say is to uh, appreciate um, the analysis given by the members uh, that the, the department really needs um, a funding to put it in a position that at least to the minimum, it can be able to um, perform as per its uh, mandate. The JCPS cluster is measured on um, how it performs with regards to statistics. SUBS is with regards to the number of arrests. NPA and the justice uh, um, part of it is, is with regards to the number of, of, of uh, convictions and, and uh, those that are sentenced. But all those numbers, they end up in correctional facilities. All those numbers end up in the parole system. And uh, dangerous as they are, with the heinous crimes that they have uh, committed, uh, we are supposed to make sure that they are rehabilitated, they are reintegrated. So it's a, it's a quite a loaded task that needs the resources that match uh, that task. We are the only department in the security cluster um, that is subjected to the, uh, the, to the HRBP tool because we are taken like any other department of government um, as compared to defense, as compared to subs and the, and the NPA. So our establishment is controlled like any other government department. And we've made that argument uh, to Treasury that our establishment can be controlled like that. It should be controlled by the 
analysis statistics, the levels of crime, the content of the crimes that uh, are committed, and the need, the depth of the need to keep our communities safe. On the statistics of um, Gauteng and, uh, um, and KZN, and the number of absconders being up, that, is, that correlates with the, the statistics with regards to the crimes that are committed um, in the country. Uh, in highly commercialized, industrialized areas, the levels of crimes are always up. Um, so we need to then intensify uh, the work that we do in those. The numbers of 1,416 in terms of the, what we, we are naming there as an achievement with regards to tracing the abscondact reflects the work that we have been able to do and within this financial year with the department having declared tracing of abscondacts as a priority. Uh, we are hopeful that if we continue at it at this level, we'll be able to bring down the numbers significantly. That's why on a weekly basis, we actually monitor these numbers through the, the National Coordination uh, Committee meeting that we, we have every Monday. Uh, we want to be very, very, very strict on ensuring that there is movement in terms of reduction of the numbers. But that 1,416 also reflects the, the challenges that we face with regards to the capacity that we have. Tracing of absconders for us is critical to also making it a point that we also deal with the, the issue of those that uh, do not comply, those that violate the, the parole conditions. If we can make a progress on the tracing of absconders, it automatically means that we are also being very tight on making it a point that parolees don't uh, uh, violate their conditions. So we are also creating that work ethic um, that is very, very alert and agile in terms of the work that is done by our parole uh, officers and the tracing teams. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, let me stop there and uh, through your, 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 your approval request that uh, the CDC and other colleagues from um, Community Corrections deal with the specifics that are uh, more technical. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Next. Uh, good morning again, Honorable Chairperson. And let me also acknowledge and greet our Deputy Minister. I will be responding on the question on halfway houses as to the role of halfway houses within the department. As indicated, we said that the halfway houses are being utilized to place offenders without monitorable addresses and those who are due for parole placement. So currently, there are three halfway houses in operation. So we in Houghton province, we do have one halfway houses at Naturena. We also have in LMN one halfway house, and we also have another halfway house at Free State Northern Cape. So since inception of these halfway houses, the department has entered into formal agreements 
with uh, 20 NPOs to manage halfway houses in the reintegration of parolees and probationers who lack support systems. And to date, we have reintegrated 721 parolees and probationers back into the community of their origin. So with regards to the question of statistics, um, the National Commissioner has already clarified that. Yes, we just need to confirm that the 17,211 is the archived absconders to date, as the question was asked by Honorable Velma Drachen. And the issue of uh, 1,416 was confirmed by the Acting National Commissioner that it is an annual figure. So with regards to the Supervision Committee, so the Supervision Committee it refers to the community, the committee that is responsible for monitoring and evaluation of the correctional sentence plan in all community corrections offices. So in each community correction office, will have that supervision committee and it will comprise of monitoring official and also the unit manager, like the head of community corrections, which are responsible for monitoring the implementation of the correctional sentence plan of the parolees. The, I think with regards to, okay, the less numbers of absconders it was covered. Honorable Chairperson, I think that's all as acting national commissioner has answered most of the questions regarding the 500 vehicles as requested. This is only for this current financial year, that is the 2021-2022. So those vehicles are going to be distributed. So they've already been procured for the current financial year. Thank you. Very much, Honorable Chairperson and Acting National Commissioner and Deputy Minister. Thank you. Honorable members, any follow ups? Chairperson. Honorable Velma. Honorable Jele, first chair. Honorable Dalma Nivo Drachen. Not a follow up, but a new question that I missed prior, um, if it's okay, chair. Hmm. Slide 15 talks about learnerships, but I'm a little bit confused because it reads like learnerships placed at, or learners placed at community corrections to increase capacity of officials, okay? And that's on slide 15. And then slide 18, um, the, on the mitigation column, it says absorption of um, learners at community corrections um, offices. So, so who who gets the learnerships? Are the officials also getting learnerships, and 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 do the 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 inmates also get 
placed in community. I'm just a little bit confused. Do the inmates also get learnerships? Thank you. Mr. Engelbrecht. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I just looked at my notes here. I, I forgot something. Um, the, a question about the data integration and the IT system of, of the department, which would in all probability lead to uh, the prevention of uh, uh, tracing someone that's already incarcerated or tracing someone that's actually that has actually in the meantime passed away or something like that because it, it, it seems that there might be a, a bit of a problem in terms of the the usage of data or the integration of, of, of data within the department itself um, and then something that I don't know if it is appropriate um, but maybe something worth noting going forward um, talking about national treasury and the allocation of, of budgets um, now we all know correctional services provides a, a very critical service and um, I don't think it is conducive to anything good when a budget reduction have a potential to lead to a failure by the department to um, fulfill its constitutional mandate. Um, I, I don't know uh, the, the, the workings and going, going, going on in, in, in National Treasury, but um, uh, maybe if, if the Deputy Minister can maybe write a letter or, or inquire about this, uh, the, the, the methodology uh, being used when, when, when uh, reducing um, budget allocations instead of a, a across the board budget reduction, um, maybe assign priorities. Um, of course, with the, 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 the current figures that we have, it, it's going to be extremely difficult uh, for, the, the, for the department to function uh, uh, optimally and, 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 and fulfill its constitutional mandate as things stand at this current moment. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Honourable Janet. Thank you, Chair. Now, I just wanted to check, Chair, because uh, the acting uh, commissioner did say he was going to comment on the issue of rejection. I didn't hear that one. I might be kind of missed it. I just wanted to hear that. I didn't hear that one. Thank you, Chair. Yeah, missed it. You can repeat it. Um, Quick responses, uh, Acting Commissioner and Ms. Uh, Moleb. Thank you, Honorable Jefferson and, uh, and Honorable Members. Let me just, uh, uh, apologies, uh, CDC. Um, I, I had indicated that uh, the CDC and the team will deal with the issue of rejection by families because it has to do with the programs that uh, community reintegration programs that are being implemented. But uh, just to yes confirm um, the, the, the issue of data uh, integration and, and uh, usage, um, the integrity of that is one of the problems that we have identified 
as a risk and we are dealing with it in the department. Hence, I demonstrated that um, as one of the levels of integration is ensuring that the statistics that we have in the community correction system um, correlates with the statistics or checks against the statistics that we have in the correctional facilities. That's why now we are picking up that, uh, for instance, uh, the example that I gave of Ebongwe, we're picking up that some of the absconders are actually already serving sentences or they are actually awaiting, uh, uh, they are remand detainees awaiting um, finalization of their cases in the, in the criminal justice system. So the, our IT modernization projects and the work that we are doing with the integrated justice system, IT projects, uh, we're hopeful that they will assist with ensuring that we achieve that uh, required level of data uh, integrity. The issue of learnerships, the, the indication is that uh, as we um, confirm the those that would have gone through the learnerships and have succeeded to make it as correctional officials, we also allocate them to community corrections offices. Um, and uh, the, basically, the two slides are complementing each other. First is to indicate that already with those that we have absorbed, we have allocated some to uh, community corrections, but to also indicate that the learnerships is identified as a as a um, one of the solutions. So as we train new young uh, members, we make sure that we don't only um, um, allocate them to correctional facilities. There is a quota, there is a number that we allocate to community corrections, especially because the tracing um, operations need a, a, the resource that is agile, young, and uh, very active. Um, the issue of uh, uh, national treasury, it, it is our our plea uh, to the honourable members. Um, we hope that this uh, you know analysis finds itself also in the report of of, of the portfolio committee to parliament and uh, and the other structures because that that uh, that would at least provide the necessary support. Every year we go to national treasury and we motivate, we utilize the same caseload to actually motivate for correctional facilities and also for community corrections. But we still come out with the, the same um, a budget re uh, reduction. And I've indicated that we're treated like any other uh, government department. Uh, we don't fit uh, within the definition of uh, the security cluster. We are part of the JCPS cluster, but the security cluster departments, and those are uh, SANDF, those are um, South African Police uh, Service. Hence, at the moment, uh, South, South African Police Service is uh, doing a recruitment of more than uh, 10,000. We are still trying to put together the, the numbers to do a recruitment of 1,500. Um, and that, as I've indicated, is still you know, within the dictates of the HRBP tool and ensuring that we don't uh, overcommit over the years. Because once you appoint a correctional official or a community corrections official that becomes a, a commitment to government over the period of the career of that uh, official. So we really plead uh, for that support. But uh, I must also indicate that the next step that we have identified to intensify our work on is on ensuring that we um, 
increase um, the monitoring on expenditure to identify areas where funds are not utilized efficiently and effectively and close uh, uh, those steps so that whatever allocation that we get as the department, as much as we can say, um, is limited. But we make sure that we, we reduce um, the levels where the spending might not be effective and efficient. We are identifying those as we go, and uh, we are putting in place uh, uh, measures uh, to make sure that uh, we are strict with regards to um, cabbing that uh, expenditure that is not aligned to um, our mandate and ensuring that we are effective and efficient. So I'm going to request that the CDC then deal with the issue of the rejection by families. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Ms. Mulepu. Okay, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, in terms of the question by Honorable Jele with regard to the rejection by the families as to how do we handle that, within community corrections, we do offer community correction reintegration programs. So we are seeing that social reintegration, it starts as soon as the offender has been incarcerated. So what we mean is that as soon as the offender is as soon as the offender is incarcerated, then the family issues, family consultation, it begins there so that when the offender is ready for parole, the family will be ready to receive the parolees and probationers. So as soon as they are out on parole, prior the parole, then the community corrections will confirm the addresses with the family. They will have those family consultations with families, prepare the families with regard to the parolees will be coming back and then the offenders will be reintegrated back into their communities. So in terms of those communities, I mean, those families who have accepted the parolees, but after some time, then they reject the parolee, then that will the sentence the parolee will then go back to the center because there will be that loss of support system. Then the community correction officials will continue to conduct the family consultations, check other caregivers up until we confirm that there are other families who are willing to take the parolees back. So we do offer that from incarceration up until the community corrections, whereby those reintegration programs are being offered to the families, the family consultations are being conducted. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, to Acting National Commissioner and uh, to you, Honorable Members. Um, at this point, maybe if uh, the Deputy Minister who had joined us was not with us when we started, so I can see he sneaked in. Uh, I'll allow him to make a few remarks before we wrap up, and then we go to our minutes. Elizabeth. Uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, Chawe, for allowing me to sneak in. <laughs> Just after the meeting had started, uh, I'm sorry about that. 
Um, well, I don't have much to say, Chairperson, uh, except to express our gratitude as the Ministry and the Department to the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services, particularly the subcommittee, for always uh, uh, ensuring us that this kind of interaction between ourselves. It is very much helpful to us. It gives us an opportunity also to uh, urge you to try uh, to be our partner in ensuring uh, that uh, the matter that uh, the National Commission has just referred to which is that even though we're part of the JCPS cluster, we're not really considered as a security cluster. And yet we are the one cluster that has to receive all, I mean, the department that has to receive uh, the positive outcomes of the work that is done by other components in the structure. Because if you have more police, we're able to arrest more people. We have more prosecutors and more judicial officers were able to do their work properly to the extent that these people end up with us, then it means we need even more resources than they do. There has to be a commensurate amount in terms of human resources, especially uh, to the number of people that are brought to us. So really appreciate the fact that uh, the committee is concerned about the fact that we are under-resourced and yet we have such a, a difficult task to do because we are uh, having to look after people who have been rejected by their families, by society, and have been condemned by the justice system, people who in their nature, in the main, are uh, expected to try to avoid the law, to try to avoid uh, uh, abiding by the prescripts of the Constitution and the law. Because when you have a person who has been rejected and then you take him back to community, the community that rejected him, then it means... We are running a risk as a state, as a system. So it's important, therefore, that uh, we get as much support as we can uh, from Treasury through the help of the Portfolio Committee. Uh, we'll continue to strive to do more and more uh, to satisfy the expectations of, uh, of the committee in this regard. And lastly, Jefferson, in our very first uh, uh, days in the department, we were excited about the smart of an electronic monitoring system, which had been initially introduced in the department, but because of certain shenanigans apparently that took place, uh, that thing was uh, uh, when we're not able to move forward with it. I'm happy that uh, the department is uh, reporting that the CSIR is assisting and ensuring that we do get that system, because indeed it will... Uh, alleviate the work that is on the shoulders of uh, the officials who have to be going around monitoring the movements and activities of uh, these uh, parolees. Thank you very much once again, Jefferson, and honorable members. Thank you, Delizinda. Thank you, Deputy Minister, for those uh, closing remarks. We take note of the issues that were raised in the presentation by the Acting National Commissioner and yourself in particular, as we do our work going forward and trying to make this department uh, sustainable in what it does. Thank you for that. Uh, it, it's, it's well noted. Um, colleagues, I think uh, we're wrapping that matter there. 
and now we'll do our own internal work. Uh, Sia, if you're ready with a set of minutes. Thank you very much, President, for releasing us. Ben, you got a talk. Honourable members, those are the minutes of the eleventh uh, of March. You remember last time there was a bit of a confusion. Uh, so these are correct ones here. Yes, yes, Chair. These are the corrections where we dealt with um, state patients. We will go through page by page and check corrections, and then thereafter, members will move those who would have been present. The woman has her hand raised. Thank you, uh, Sia. Uh, Honorable Nevold. Um, yes, Chair. Apologies. Um, last night I was making corrections on another device um, that I don't have it now. I just wanted to check. Ask the secretariat to check the spelling of patients. Uh, you know the patients that you know, like you wait versus patients of sick people. So I think it's supposed to be patients ending with a T S, um, not patients ending with a C E. I believe that's on page three. Noted. Okay. Thank you for that correction, Honourable Engelbrecht. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Yeah, uh, with similar uh, correction, the date is stated as Moth. It, it shows an R. That's all. <laughs> okay, did you pick that up, Sia? Yes, Chair. We're picking them up. Thanks. All right, thank you. Do I have any mover? For the adoption of the minutes, I'll move for the adoption, Mr. Chair. Honorable Engelbrecht moves. Uh, any second? We know, we know it, can, it can't be Horn or, or, or Valma. It, it will have to be Naseko Jen. Don't tell me and Honorable Valma <laughs> it can That's and so can't do. I second. <laughs> Thank you, Honorable Those that were present in the meeting. Thank you. Uh, the minutes have been duly adopted. Honorable Horn. Is there any other set of minutes here? 
18 of March. You have to to fix that match now, which uh, Honorable Engelbrecht raised. So it's R before the C. Thank you. Uh, go ahead. Those uh, were people present in the meeting. Um, Okay, that's your set of minutes. Any corrections, Honorable Horn? Yes, Chair, if I may, I was present at that meeting. I think the minutes is reflected as an apology on my side, but I was present. Thanks. Okay, let's check that. Sia, do you recall this? Because the minute says he was absent, actually. So can you mm -hmm. just confirm that? Uh, we will check our records. Uh, Chair and correct them. Okay. Thank you for, for picking that up, Honorable Horn. Um, Honorable Nivold. Um, apologies, Chair. On page three, the second point, it said DCS with a small s. I think it should all be caps. DCS should all be caps. Okay. Thank you for that. Well, and um, there's another correction. I can't find it. My eyes are a bit blurry now. I will check again, though, and get back to you. Okay. All right. Thank you for those areas you picked up. Do I have a move for the minutes? Chairperson, I move for the adoption of the minutes. Thank you. Honorable Maseko Jele, who was present, is moving. Any second? I will second, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Honorable Engelbrecht seconds, and the minutes are duly adopted. Do we have a set of minutes for today's year? No, Chair. Today's minutes, we still need to draft them. That's, that's why I'm up to date now, Okay. All right. Thank you to the Secretariat for those sets of minutes. Thank you to all of you, honorable members, um, for your participation and the interventions you have made in the presentation. Uh, thank you very much. The time now is 10 past 11. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, members.